Hi, Peter Borker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now joining me today in the studio is Tom Schwab, Chief Evangelist at TheInterviewVolit.com. Welcome, Tom. Peter, I am thrilled to be here. It's so great to have you. And it's actually podcasting. So you're a great evangelist of podcasting and you're appearing on my podcasting channel. So that's going to be an interesting topic. And I suppose one of my questions for you today, because podcasting has been around for a while, and so many people now say, well, there's so many different podcasts out there. Are we not in the danger of information overload? And if so, have I missed the boat? Well, podcast started 17 years ago, back uh, uh, 2000. Four, so they've been around a long time, and people were talking about peak podcasts. And actually, peak podcast has already happened. You know, right now you'll hear the number two point six million. Sounds like a big number. Actually, the number of podcasts that are live is four hundred thousand. So last year during the um, the pandemic, lots of people started them, right? but most of them died and died very quickly. What we're seeing now is better podcasts and the data is showing the average number of downloads or listeners is actually going up again. And so I think what we're seeing now is more quality over just quantity. And you know, you can say what you want, uh, but the quality has gotten better since NPR, BBC, some of those uh, people have come into it. And I think the word podcast and what people think of as a podcast has also started to morph. You know, even five years ago, a podcast meant you listen to it on your on your Apple device, and now it has morphed. You could be listening to a podcast on Facebook. YouTube is becoming the great search engine of podcasts. You know, two thirds of the podcasts now include video. You could look at a, a place like um, Sirius XM has bought podcast networks so that they can have that content. So it's morphing into different ways. And I don't think if you look at it over the last 17 or 18 years, it's just continued to grow. And I think that really tells you that people like the long-term, uh, the long-form dialogue. Uh, they like things that are, that are raw, that are timely. And also, you know, context is king, but or content is king, but context is God, you know, with podcasts, you can get so micro in that audience there. So I think, uh, you know, the, the audience has spoken on what they like about podcasts and I don't see it going away. Uh, and the data shows that it's getting power, more powerful. It's quite interesting that when you start looking at, when you start looking at what's going on with the whole Ukraine situation, how all of a sudden the news channels have put up a dedicated podcast dealing with that one particular issue and are updating the content probably multiple times a day. Uh, that, we saw that early in COP, COVID even. There was a, like a daily COVID and all they did was give the numbers, right? And what a straightforward podcast. That, that raced to the top of the charts there because people were interested in it and they couldn't get it any other place there. The other thing too is, you know, it's one of the few mediums that can't be shut off, right? We've talked to customers before that, you know, they've built their entire business on Facebook and then 
whatever Facebook decides you violated the rules and they take it down. Someone else uh, was a client of ours that had built up a YouTube audience and they were monetizing it in the tens of thousands a month. Overnight, YouTube says you banned something. And this was this was a very family friendly uh, channel. They appealed it. They appealed it took forever um, and it almost destroyed their business. So with podcasts, um, you know, you can kick somebody off of Spotify, but that's okay. That RSS feed can still go to, you know, a hundred other places. So really it's, it's one of the few platforms as a content creator that you can say that you can actually control. So a simple question for you would be, so we take business owners that are tuning in, CEOs, et cetera. They're probably saying, well, podcasts are good for me to get my information from. But they probably never considered ever appearing on somebody else's podcast. What would you say to them? Today, I believe the biggest problem we all have is obscurity, right? There's right now, thousands, tens of thousands of customers that are just praying and dreaming for your product or service, no matter what format it's in. The problem is, is they don't know you exist. Obscurity is your biggest problem. And in some ways I visualize it when we're doing as I'm a business owner too, when I'm starting to A, B test, you know, what color the the website should be or what color a button is. uh, I, I look at that and say, it's like, having a store in the middle of the the desert and you're changing which sign converts better. It doesn't convert because you're obscure. So getting out there on podcasts is, is a powerful way to get known. Uh, People buy from those they know, like, and trust, especially with higher level, um, higher value, higher ticket items. Uh, It's more of a relationship than a transaction. And one of the things I hear a lot of people people say is, should I be a guest or a host? And I always say it's the same platform, it's different goals. So be a host. If you want to nurture your current audience, if you want to nurture your current leads, but if you want to go out and get new exposure, if you want to get new leads, then tapping into other people's audiences, being a guest is a great way to do that. And actually, how would they go about doing that? It's not as intimidating as it would seem, right? The, the technology now is very easy. Pretty much everybody's got, uh, you know, the, the equipment they need. Uh, get a, you know, $100 microphone or headset, uh, get, uh, you know, an internet connection. 70% of interviews are over Zoom. We all know how to do Zoom. And then it's really focusing on what audience do you want to talk to? right? Where would I find that audience? What would I do in order to give them value, right? Um, To get known, liked, and trust there. And then I always tell people, uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk wrote a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And I probably missed a couple jabs in there. Uh, I always say, you know, serve, 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 ask, right? So if you want to be on somebody's podcast, uh, don't just send them a creepy cold pitch. Uh, It won't work. We've proven that Um, serve by listening to the podcast, leave a rating and review, right? We're all vain. We all listen for our names. If you leave a rating and review, the host will see it right now. 
make a comment on the social media, share something on social media, right? Once again, you're serving, start to build that relationship, start to earn your way onto that podcast. Then you reach out to the host, not with a pitch, but with a general human connection and say, you know, I, I enjoy the podcast. I've enjoyed this show them that, that you've, you've investigated it. And I think I could bring value to your audience with this, right? So you've served, served, served. You'll have people asking you to be on the podcast and bigger is not always better, right? Don't, don't start with Joe Rogan, right? Uh, if you're a, if you're a business owner, um, you could look at that and say, my people don't listen to that. Right. We had a, we had a client that was doing a road to a road show before they went to IPO. And one of his team members said, oh, you should be on the Joe Rogan show. And this is just after, um, Elon Musk was on there, uh, and smoked marijuana. Right. Right. And, uh, I mentioned that to the CEO and he's like, no, I don't want to be on that podcast. And I'm like, well, that's good because I don't think, you know, your tech audience is listening to that where he was. So we found, you know, very, very targeted podcasts. And I suppose that's the first question is in which podcasts should I appear on? How do I know what a good podcast potentially looks like? Mm -hmm. Our algorithm that we look at looks at four things, right? The first one is, is the podcast, you know, is it a good podcast? And by that, I mean, does it have your ideal customers? Are they talking about the things that would, that you have expertise in? Uh, do they have your ideal customers listening to it? And a great way to do that is look, and often the host, or excuse me, the guest is like the host or aspires to be like the host, you know? So that's, that's the first thing. Look at the podcast. Next, look at the website. Do they have show notes? Do they have backlinks? Are they um, putting it out there on the internet? That can be very, very powerful, especially if you're looking at this as an SEO strategy. Third thing is how many people are going to hear you? And hearing doesn't just mean the number of downloads, but it's also, do they promote it on social media? Is it the right social media? Um, Do they promote it to an email list? And people are like, well, how would I find that out? Well, social media numbers are largely available. You can look at, you know, the lists for podcasts, you know, what are the top ones there and subscribe to their email list, see what they are promoting out there. So we have the podcast, the website, uh, how many people are going to hear you? And then finally, brand affinity. That is so important. Now you're judged by the company you keep. And often now when you uh, Google somebody's name, often their last video or the last podcast they appeared in shows up there. So, uh, you know, you don't want to be on a podcast that's not consistent with your brand. You know, you're, you're going to close a big six figure deal. Somebody Googles your name and you, you, you show up on, um, some, some podcast that's not consistent with your brand that could kill a deal. So that's, that's the framework we use and we advise for picking podcasts. And I take it you ran that podcast framework when you reached out to me. We did. And thank you saying for saying reached out to you and not pitched. Uh, I, okay. I loathe the word pitch. I know, I know where it comes from pitching an idea, but too often now in podcasting, we see, you know, just robo pitches and people think that 
that is going to help them and it actually hurts them, right? I get pitched probably four times a day to be on my podcast. They all love it. The problem is, is I don't have a podcast and, but I'm on a list. And so there's a lot of, a lot of people that are buying lists, um, hiring people that are just working off a list and they don't realize the harm is causing them. No, I totally agree with you. And I probably get, I get so many through and a lot of them are just probably not appropriate for my channel, which means that if I did have them on my channel, it probably would damage my listenership, which is the last thing I'd want to do. They would basically go to maybe a company like yours that would help them direct them into the right sort of podcast that would benefit them, right? Uh, there's a button bunch of ways you can do it, right? right? Um, you can do it on your own, right? Um, nothing that we do is magic, but we just do it with excellence. We've got the, the relationships. Uh, I wrote a book years ago called podcast guest profits, how to grow your business with the targeted interview strategy. Um, you know, if anybody wants a copy of that book, happy to give them uh, a copy of that. It's basically our framework that we use to do it. What happens is that most of clients look at it and go, wow, I just want to be the guest. And, you know, early on, we worked with a client. Uh, he was a, a business owner building his brand. And he said, I work with you because you let me be the guest and you take care of the rest. And I said, oh, that's good copy. I'm taking that. So you could either do it yourself. You could have somebody on your team do it, or uh, you could hire uh, an agency like interview valet to be your spokesperson out there, to be your ambassador. Um, and a lot of times business owners would say, you've got the relationships, you've got the system. Let me just tap into that. What would you say to people that are nervous and probably don't know how to do a podcast? They're not confident in front of the microphone because yeah, okay. We've, we've all done zoom and everything. But Zooming with people that you know is very different to jumping onto a podcast and actually starting to perhaps having to talk about your product, your service, and add value to the audience. For most people, it's something that they've probably never done in a digital format. How do people go about learning how to become good at this stuff? The question you asked is the same one that I asked myself probably seven years ago. I'm an introvert. I wasn't comfortable with this, but I realized to grow my business, I had to get out there. I had to get the exposure. And am I the best public speaker? Heck no, right? When I was doing Toastmasters, I was always win the person that said the most ums and uhs, but it's me. It's who I am. But that's interesting because you've said the word when I went to Toastmasters. So you've obviously gone to a real, well-recognized institution to learn how to speak professionally. I, I went there for probably six times and I learned, right? And I'm always trying to get better, but you don't have to be perfect because you're perfect for certain customers, right? You can't say enough of the right things to the wrong people or the wrong things to the right people. The other thing that I had to remind myself is we're blessed to be a blessing right? You have learned things. And in the past, I could always say, well, I'm in Kalamazoo, Michigan, right? Who can I reach? Well, now with the internet, that's not an excuse anymore. The other thing I struggled with was, well, I'm not an expert. And actually a friend of mine who's a lawyer helped me with that. And he's like, legally, you are an expert. And I said, what do you mean? 
And he says, well, the legal definition of an expert is someone who by their training, experience, knowledge, knows more than the average person. So he said, you know, when you do your job, you know, any business owner knows that industry. They are an expert in that industry. They are an expert in the things they have learned, the mistakes they have made. Your opinion, you are the world-renowned, undisputed expert in your opinion. So you have expertise to bring the world. And as a business owner, I, I struggle a lot, right? I, I didn't want to be the face of the company, right? I didn't want it to be the Tom show. Um, I wasn't comfortable with that. That's so what common. I, uh, it's common. It also limits companies too, because today more than ever, people need to know who the face, who the name is behind the brand. And you've got to give people a chance to do that. HubSpot years ago did a study and what they found is for them, when someone went to the about the founders page, it was highly indicative of a purchasing decision. People want to know who they're working with. And as owners, uh, we we didn't start this to be celebrities or spokesperson, but it's part of the job. You know, that's why I call myself the chief evangelist officer to remind myself that I'm supposed to be evangelizing the category for our company for our, and for our clients. And that's interesting because a lot of people will fight back. When I speak to people about you need to be more present on social media, it's where I don't want it to be about me. I don't want it to be about me. It's got to be about the company. But we've moved, we've moved away from people just buying companies we're now in the era where people are buying people and they want to know the people, as you said, that they're dealing with. And if you're not giving them that opportunity, as you say, it could cost you the deal as they go elsewhere. Uh, can I give you an example of that? Please do. So early on, we worked with a gentleman called Gavin Zaklinski. Um, he started a company called Acuity Scheduling. And Gavin would get on podcasts and he would talk about, this is why I built the program. For my mother, she had this problem. And then other people that she knew was doing the same things. So we built it. And he talked about his company culture and why he built it. And very, very nice young man, right? Fast forward you know, a number of years, Squarespace bought a scheduling company. And they bought Acuity. And he believed one of the reasons was that there was less churn in his clients than other scheduling companies. And really, it's because, you know, what's the difference between Acuity, Calendar, or Calendly, Schedule Once? They all basically do the same. But I always stuck with Acuity because I knew the story. I I knew their culture. Um, The other ones, I don't know where they were based out of, right? So there was a personal brand with a, or personal connection with a calendar scheduling app, and it actually helped their valuation. So I look at that and say, um, he did himself a great service being uncomfortable and getting out there on podcasts. I mean, to be honest with you, Elon Musk is the master of this. Mm. He is the master. When you talk about being the expert at being everywhere and getting the message out, there's no one much better, no one better than him. And he's quite an introvert as well. As you say that, I, I think of all the great companies, it's like, what's the person that goes along with them? You know, uh, Tesla, Elon Musk, uh, Apple, uh, Steve Jobs, all, all of that. And then you get to some other companies and it's like, 
they're sort of nameless, faceless companies and nobody, they're not top of mind. Nobody, nobody knows what their brand is. Um, and you know what, with Elon Musk, there's people that love them and people that loathe them. That's fine. Right. Um, Apple was always built for somebody that was different and they got a premium price for that. And they still do. Yeah. A lot of people are enjoying being different. But then what was interesting is that the, that the other day, Tim Cook did the keynote, the Apple keynote. And you can see how he stepped into that role fantastically and actually how he's a great orator and he's good at getting the message out there also. So I suppose at the end of the day, people want to deal with people no matter what level they're at. And Tim Cook's actually great at inspiring people and leading the way. And a lot of people buy into that vision. And I would argue that I think the younger generation is even more that way. Uh, We worked with a a lady that was a a Gen Z consultant, and she talked about that younger employees, they want to know what what the soul of the company is about. Where are they going with that? Um, And so I would say as you're evangelizing for your company, it's not just to get more clients. Uh, at times, it can be to get more ideal team members. Absolutely. And in today's econ- economy, sometimes it can be harder to get a team member uh, than it can be to get a client. And actually, people are a lot more a lot more choosy about where they go to work, as highlighted by the things you've just said. So if people want to connect with you, they want to get a copy of your book, and they want to hear and they want to learn more about what you do, where do they go? Well, I tell you what, I'll put a a page up on our website. Just go to interviewvalet.com. So that's valet with a V uh, forward slash. We'll make it transition guy. Everybody will remember that. So um, on that, uh, that I mentioned my book. If you want a free copy of Podcast Guest Profits, you can go there. Um, There's an assessment we have, you know, will podcast interview marketing work for me? put that assessment there. And if you want to talk with me, if you want to connect in any way, I'll put all of my social media there and my calendar scheduling link at interviewvalet.com forward slash transition guy. Perfect. Well, if anything's resonated with you today and you want a bit more information, head over to booker.com, get in touch. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like it, subscribe it and share, share it with other people so they too can benefit. Tom, thank you for being a magnificent guest. Really interesting topic. I mean, I've been broadcasting for probably about five years now, and I'm only just starting to guest on other people's podcasts. So that's interesting. Thank you, Peter. And everyone remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. Please stay safe. And Tom, awesome. Thank you once again.